Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. SJP Wrestling Podcast. This is episode 33 and I want to say thank you very very much to everyone for taking the time to listen. On today's episode we have a brilliant discussion with Miss Aluna Blue who has come through the Evolution Wrestling Training Academy in Gloucester, um, has had a couple of main roster matches um, and it's a really really interesting and quite unique tale. Um, I really, really enjoyed this interview. I'll be honest, it's it's fast become one of my favourite interviews I've done. Um, Miss Blue has, as I said, quite a unique story with regards to intergender wrestling, uh, training as the only lady at the academy for a certain period, and her initial uh, start in her training process being hidden from her parents. Um, again, it's it's a really unique and interesting tale. Um, Aluna was an absolute joy to talk to. I had a great time, and I hope you really enjoy listening to this chat also. Before we get to that, though, I just want to say a big, big thank you to everyone who has took the time to listen to my other show, which is Chain Wrestling, that I host with my good buddy Mags. Um, the show's getting better and better, the more confident and uh, the more relaxed we are getting and the more we sort of find our feet with the format. It's, it's great fun to record. Um, I've, I've, I'm told by several people it's great fun to listen to. So if you haven't already, please give that a try. You can find the show on Twitter and Facebook at chain underscore wrestling. Um, and it's a bit more of a sort of lighthearted, poking a bit of fun at some of the silliness of the wrestling business in general. It's available on all good podcast platforms and probably some rubbish ones too. Okay, um, thanks again very, very much for pressing the play button today. And we'll get straight to now our discussion with Miss Aluna Blue. Thank you for listening. Hello, brother. This is NWA WCW enhancement talent Randy Hogan, baby. Being in the ring with the Road Warriors, Vader, Abdul the Butcher, Midnight Express and all them guys. Let me tell you, it was dang rough. But not as rough as listening to Cyan Mags on that chain wrestling show, brother. What you gonna do when this pair of fools, Cyan Mags and chain wrestling, brother, runs wild on you? Miss Aluna Blue, welcome to the SJP Wrestling Podcast. I'm over the moon to be speaking with you today. How are we doing? Thank you very much. I'd like to kind of start firstly by saying thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Um, I know the guys from Evolution have had real fun doing them with you and sort of sharing their their training stories. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for, for having me on your podcast. Um, but in terms of yeah, me, I'm doing I'm doing fine. Thank you. Um, just kind of carrying on as as normal, really. Like I guess most people are at the moment. 
Yeah, it's very much um, well for a lot of people I speak to, and, and for and for myself, it's very much. I suppose Groundhog Day is the term, isn't it? Every mm-hmm. day seems to be yeah. the same. There's, um, you know, still a little bit of context time-wise for anybody listening. As uh, Aluna and I are recording today, um, we're still in a lockdown, but it looks like we're heading in the right direction. We're hopefully coming out soon, but it's been yes. a long old trek, hasn't it? It's not been a, it's not been a fun time, really. No, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> um. Okay, I mean, I, I suppose as as I normally do, the natural thing is to start at the very beginning. Um, whereabouts exactly did you discover wrestling? When when did you first? So I suppose when did it first catch your eye? So I think for me, I have a possibly a slightly different story to the rest of the trainees from Evolution um, about okay. when I kind of got into wrestling. So when I was growing up, kind of childhood and um, into my teenage years, wrestling was not a thing in my house at all growing up. Um, we had kind of no connection to it as as a family. And um, I've got a younger sister uh, and we just watched kind of other TV shows and we had other hobbies. Like it just wasn't anything that was um, yeah mentioned at all growing up. Um, so I'm kind of a, a late bloomer to wrestling, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah okay i mean that that, that again that, that i find that very interesting because there is so many people who say oh well my granddad used to watch it and i, I caught mm-hmm. it when i was a kid i mean that's very much how how i started it was on at my granddad's granddad's house when, when and that's how i sort of first discovered it when i was very little and there's so many people who say my parents watched or my big brother mm-hmm. or, or so on um but you said you had no interaction or inkling about wrestling at all then so but you but you had other hobbies what what was it that you uh that did interest you growing up so i guess growing up um i've always been into motorbikes so my dad's got some motorbikes um and i've always kind of tinkered around with them um kind of in, in his workshop and things um and i'm also a massive football fan outside of wrestling um, in fact, I'm probably a bit of a football nerd, to be honest. <laughs> so oh, okay. those were kind of my my hobbies growing up. I've never played football, um, but I've always kind of really been into it. Um, and I support my local team as well. So I go to all the, in normal times, I go to all of the kind of home and away matches. Um, and I think the, I know my nan used to talk quite a bit. Um, in fact, she still does talk quite a bit about um, like the town hall wrestling with the characters like Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks. Um, And that's kind of what I get most of the time now when I tell new people that I'm a trainee wrestler. Um, And I guess that shows like so many people did really enjoy that as entertainment and it's like their hobbies um, kind of back in the day. And I guess I can make some comparisons for me personally as to why I kind of like I guess my preference is live wrestling rather than kind of WWE or watching it on TV um and I can I can make some some kind of yeah I think I can guess why I like the the live wrestling is because I'm such a massive football fan is that watching WWE for me is kind of like watching a Premier League side or a Premier League match like I appreciate the the really big crowds and, and the atmosphere um but I wouldn't necessarily be able to 
like meet a Premier League player after the game or I might you know I wouldn't see them like in my local supermarket um but <laughs> following like local football um and following local wrestling promotions and and you know, smaller promotions um you know I see my local football players in in my supermarket and um you know when I'm at local wrestling shows I see the you know the wrestlers they could be stood behind watching um you know the main event after their matches and I think it you kind of feel a bit closer um to to kind of local wrestling promotions or I, I certainly do anyway um and I feel more involved so I think yeah, I think my love of wrestling actually came from from live wrestling shows. Okay, yeah, I understand. I mean, that's that that's fantastic from I suppose a similarity viewpoint to to my youngest daughter. I guess she mm-hmm. she she used to watch a bit of WWE, but it was very hit and miss what she was into. Yeah. Um, she watched a little bit of New Japan and kind of fell in love with that. Oddly, mm-hmm. um, I, I wouldn't necessarily yeah, sort of cool. describe that product as as something that at the time she was only seven, I think. So that, that surprised yeah. me that okay. she got into that. Um, yeah. But taking her along to her first Evolution show was kind mm-hmm. of what triggered her fandom from the live the live show standpoint and then the whole meet and greet afterwards and getting to get her poster signed and so on is is Mm. kind of similar to what you say i guess with regards to the live football and and the live wrestling events in that 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 sort of interaction at that level Mm -hmm. kick-started her fandom as well i think yeah no that's that's really lovely um and yeah kind of similar to your daughter like my first live wrestling show was an evolution show um, it was at my local community centre um, and a good friend of mine said, you know, sh- should we go and watch it? Um, and I've seen photos of me in the crowd as a fan, <laughs> probably sort of 2016-ish um, at the yeah my first Evolution live show. And I remember uh, our trainer, Liam Jones, and one half of GL2, Rice Stevens, um, previously when he was in the fever, being on that show, um, as well as Sid Scala. And he, but at that point, he was his like savvy Sid character, and he had mm-hmm. a flat cap, and he came out on like a kid's scooter. Um, and I just thought, this is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> I've yeah. never seen anything like that before. <laughs> um, and there was a, a women's match. There was Dominica versus Chardonnay. And I just I fell in love with... The, the costumes and the crazy moves and the characters um, and the, the crowd were like booing the heels and, and cheering the faces and the kids kind of sat all around the ring you know they were just in absolute awe they were just sat on the floor like staring up at the ring and and you know really getting involved um, and yeah that was that was absolutely lovely and I remember watching that show um, and I was sat there and I thought, I've just got to give this a go. Like, this is so cool. <laughs> and I messaged <laughs> Sid Scarlett after the show. Um, and I asked him how how to get into wrestling training because I had absolutely no idea. Like I said before, I had no kind of connection to wrestling um, kind of previous to this point. And he very kindly replied to me and said, you know, get yourself down to your local training school. Um, which sounds pretty obvious, I know, but I genuinely didn't have a clue how how well, to yeah, get into it. Yeah, but I mean, if, if you if you weren't 
if you had no idea that exactly. these things existed, yeah. you, you weren't you weren't to know, were you? So no, definitely not, definitely not. Um, and then I thought, right, I'm I'm going to do this. And then I left it a few weeks, and then weeks turned into months, and then I think the months turned into like a good year and a bit um, because I just started my apprenticeship, and that became a massive part of my life. And I sort of put kind of the thought of learning to to be a wrestling trainee on the shelf for a bit um and yeah left it a good a good year and a bit um and and during that time I visited other UK promotions um and I'd seen kind of people like Millie McKenzie on the shows okay um and it was probably 20 yeah it would have been early 2018 I messaged Millie um because I'd seen her at a previous show and I think I'd met her as well um and I asked the same thing I said how how do I get into wrestling um perhaps thinking you know she might give, give me a, a different kind of opinion on, on you know how Sid got into wrestling mm-hmm. and hers was exactly the same she said get yourself down to your local training school so I did a little bit of googling um and yeah that's how I found evolution um and my my tagline for my message to Rob, so Rob being the owner of Evolution, yeah. um, I messaged him and I said, am I too old to learn to wrestle? Right. And I was 22 at the time. <laughs> but again, I had, I had no idea. Yeah, um, of course. And I, I do apologize to my good friend, Mr. Simon Quest, because I know he started training with us when he was like, 34 35 yeah he was um, on and the there's show absolutely nothing wrong with that and, yeah. yes i listened yeah, i listened to that, like that that chat with him um and yeah i you know you're not too old to learn um so yeah i answered my own question really and and rob was you know really kind and said um yeah get yourself down to to the training hall um bring like a clean pair of trainers and some comfy clothes um and, and kind of go to the training hall that weekend and that was it. I'd committed myself <laughs> um, to kind of go in and, and train in, but I didn't tell anybody. I kept it a secret for, yeah, for quite a long time. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah. I mean, going back to that, um, the first show then, the, the Evolution mm. show you saw with your friend, is was that literally your first interaction in any way with wrestling at all? Had you caught anything on the television or? So I had seen, um, I had seen a bit of WWE up to that point um i'd watched i i felt i kind of i feel quite bad because i haven't ever really seen any of like the old school classic matches or pay-per-views which is embarrassing for me to say i know it is um and no, I get no not at all, all i mean again time. you know you, you <laughs> know you know what you know don't you that's the thing it's <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely um so yeah that's kind of that was pretty much my first interaction i had watched um the wrestlemania which was triple h and roman reigns i think wrestlemania 32 possibly um and yeah so that was kind of the when i started watching it on tv but it wasn't very regular um the yeah the main kind of thing was the the live shows for me yeah no that 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 makes sense um so you've You've gone to this show literally just at the, mm-hmm. on a whim, I guess. A friend just saying, yeah. "Oh, do you fancy it?" And you and you've popped along. You've enjoyed it. You've spoken to a few people about getting into training and so on. Uh, and then yes. you mentioned that you, you you've got started going along to the training sessions, but you've not told anyone. Why exactly was that that you didn't 
didn't tell anybody. And it, was it literally nobody at all? Was the only person who was aware was you? <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so I told my my really good friend who we'd been to the show together, um, the Evolution okay. show. Uh, I I yeah, spoken to them about it, um, and we'd been to to kind of other shows um, up until that point. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I didn't tell anybody because. Yeah, I think because we were so, like, as a family and, and all of my friends and everything, we were so, like, far away from wrestling. We, we didn't know anything about it. And um, if I'm completely honest, which I know is quite bad to say, but I thought people would laugh at me because... Oh, no, 100% understand. I yeah, know exactly where you're coming from. I, I really did. Um, you know, because, unfortunately, if you're not into wrestling, it does have, or it can have kind of a, you know, a... a not as a, a professional kind of appearance as it does have if you if you are in um you know in as a wrestling fan so yeah i did i thought people would laugh at me um and that's why i didn't tell anybody <laughs> yeah no I, I fully understand i mean being a wrestling fan uh, I, i'm a i'm a touch older than than yourself and well i say a touch quite quite a bit older than <laughs> yourself and then again i, I, I reference my uh <laughs> i reference my youngest as well so i suppose we've got a sort of a gap of uh several several decades there and ages between the three of us it is something that i believe has always had this kind of weird stigma attached to it in that um i suppose i I don't know if it's the right term but it maybe fits i suppose maybe guilty pleasure i suppose potentially um or something along those lines where when i was growing up i only had select friends i could talk wrestling to and they were in the same boat as me. And if somebody were, somebody came over to where we were sitting at school when we were kids and we were talking wrestling, we changed the subject because we didn't want them to know that we liked that wrestling stuff, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, my daughter, literally this week, uh, we were, what was it? The, the Revolution pay-per-view. So what was that? A week yes. or two ago, potentially. Mm-hmm. We I picked her up from school and um, <laughs> very, very bad timing for her, I guess. <laughs> she's been off for months because of lockdown. The day she's yeah, made to go fun. back is the day after a Revolution pay-per-view. So she couldn't stay up and watch it live. Oh, so, <laughs> all yeah. that time off. And it's oh, just... <laughs> no. <laughs> so we watched it... Um, we watched it after she'd finished school that day. And as I was walking back, I said, do you know any results? Um, mm-hmm. Or do you know anything that happened? Yeah. Because when, when we were, when I was at school, sort of in the, in the early nineties, some people would say, oh yeah, I know this happened at such and such an event or something. So I wanted to see mm-hmm. it. And she's like, oh no, no, none of my friends know I like wrestling. And I was like, oh, okay. Why is that? Are yeah, you embarrassed? So. And she's like, she wouldn't really sort of answer directly. So I suppose mm-hmm. it's still yeah. a stigma or still a thing going on even now to, to my to my daughter who's in junior school mm-hmm. experiencing the same sort of feelings, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, so, I do understand that. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah, that. Yeah, it's very strange. I mean, <laughs> and then you see these it stages. Be the case. <laughs> no, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Um, now I'm, I'm, I'm of an age now where I'm, you know, pardon my language. I, I don't give a shit. I, I just, I, I, <laughs> no. I, you know, I, I don't care who knows now. And my dad, bless him, it, it, my whole life he's mocked me for my wrestling fandom. Um, my my old Hasbro 1990 Hulk Hogan figures and Legion of Doom figures. They weren't action figures to him. They were dolls, you know, and all this yeah. sort of stuff. Okay. So, <laughs> but he did it very. He wasn't. He wasn't like you know bullying me or anything like. That. He did it very tongue in cheek just to get a reaction, um, 
and it's very much th- that sort of thing. As it's, it's been as long as I can remember, but now it's a case of I, I just don't care. But I'm at an age now where I suppose I, sh- I shouldn't care. I guess. Um, and I look back on my little, I look at my little girl now, and I kind of want to say to her, it doesn't matter. Like what you like, but it's very different when you're that age, isn't it? Because, well, kids are mean, I suppose. So yeah. it's it, yeah. If, if if you like something different, you get you, sometimes people sort of point the finger. I guess don't they? Mm-hmm. yeah no no I agree with that and it's such a shame because it is a completely you know crazy world of, of pro wrestling um, but it isn't something that you know many many kids who if you haven't got any like you said if you haven't got any friends that are into it, it it may come across as being something that they don't really want to talk about which it is a shame yeah that's exactly right I mean that again I, I keep bringing her up and using her as an example my youngest like she literally has no friends who who, who are interested in that she's aware mm-hmm. of there may be some that are in the same boat as her her best friend may yeah. be a big fan she just might not know because they don't bring it up mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. but oh. on, the other, on the other side of that from a from a selfish standpoint it's kind of nice for, for me because it's our thing yeah. <laughs> if you know yeah. what I mean it's, no, that's, that's, what we kind of, you know. that's really nice um, okay, so I mean, you say there you 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 sort of ended up starting with evolution, um, mm-hmm. the academy, the, the school there. Uh, how how I've got certain questions that I kind of run through the majority of people who, who I have on the show because okay. it's it's very similar. Everyone's story is different, but there's certain points I like to check up and and sort of hear from from the, from the people involved because I find these these moments fascinating to me in the story that people have, and one of them is yeah. the first. The, the first session you attended um okay. and and the and the nerves i suppose i mean i always picture the nerves for me in any situation whether it's my first day at a new job or a, a job interview or anything like that walking to the door is the most nervous i get mm-hmm. so that's sort of yeah. the, the sort of image i have in my head if that makes sense i mean how was that first yeah. session with regards to nerves and, and how did the first session go so i think walking through the industrial estate um and up the steps to the academy I was really nervous <laughs> um I hadn't really done any yeah anything sort of sporty in, in you know in this way before um and I think for me like you said it's kind of it's fear of the unknown like what is through that door um yeah. and I'd started on my own as well so I know a couple of the guys at the academy kind of brought buddies with them or, or you know they came with other people whereas I started completely on my own um, but I was excited and I thought to myself, if if I didn't try, um, I wouldn't know. And I'd always be wondering kind of, you know, what if I had started? Um, so, yeah, I, I was nervous. But when I went in, I was greeted by like the friendliest group of guys. Um, I realized I was the only woman um, at okay. the training school at that point. Um, but outside of wrestling, I work with mainly men. So I thought, right, this is fine. Like, I can I can totally do this <laughs> um, and yeah, every single one of the guys introduced themselves uh, whether that be like a fist bump or a handshake and I think that's the good thing about evolution and, and maybe other training schools as well is that everybody always greets each other and says goodbye uh, at the beginning at the end of every session whether that be like with a fist bump or with me it's normally a hug and if we've got a guest trainer or if, if Rob or Liam are in the office um, we do the same thing. It's like a fist bump or a hug, and it's it's kind of a sign of respect and and kindness. I think we're often referred to as the evolution family, and I think it's important that 
we, you know, we make everybody feel included. And that's, that's certainly how I felt straight away. See, that's, that's brilliant. Um, I, I don't think I would have the guts to do something like that. I can imagine myself <laughs> at a, a younger age. If I was in that scenario, so, so, you know, that you just described there, walking across the car park, going up the steps on my own, without a friend with me or without going into a room where I might know somebody. I know for a fact in my early in my early twenties, I wouldn't have made it across the car park. I would have turned around and gone home. <laughs> I, I'd have bottled it. Yeah. So that that to me is, that shows a great level of a great level of, of bravery and and so on and, and the attitude of no 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 problem and the, the attitude you, you you have of well if i don't try it i'll never know is it is brilliant I mean, it, it's it's something i wish loads of other people and especially my kids as well could sort of take on board because i think it's something that when you're older and you look back on certain scenarios you miss out a lot on life for worrying about mm-hmm. things that you don't necessarily need to worry about i guess yes yeah i agree definitely Okay, I mean, so with regards to the first session, then what exactly were were you doing with your very first, well, literally the very first few minutes of your very first session? How did the first training session go? And I suppose again, one of the the sort of standard questions I go through: your very first proper bump. How how was all that? <laughs> so um, the uh, when I when I first started and, and obviously in my first session, Robert already mentioned to me when I messaged him about. Um, having a a kind of training session is that the the more uh, kind of experienced guys were away on the holiday camp shows so every year in sort of normal circumstances um, evolution go to kind of various various holiday camps around the UK and and put on shows so we were kind of quite small in numbers um, for my first few weeks Um, and we had uh, a large training ring set up and a smaller training ring um, now we've just got the the one large ring set up and my trainers for the first couple of weeks uh, while these holiday camps were were going on um, were Logan Blackmore and the other half of GL2 Eric Myers um, and <laughs> it became kind of quite uh, apparent quickly that we've now got this uh, imaginary book of something that we called call logieisms. So Logie being short for Logan Blackmore. Okay. And these are kind of little tips and tricks that that Logan says to kind of help you with your training. So anything to do with kind of safety or something that could make a move maybe a little bit um, kind of more bearable or 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 easier to remember how to do. Um, and some of my favourites are where your head goes, your body will follow. <laughs> um, and that's particularly <laughs> helpful for taking flip bumps. Um, and then the second one, which he taught me when when I was learning to bump, was uh, <laughs> slap the mat like it owes you money. <laughs> so <laughs> this is, um, yeah, it, it was things like that that made it kind of really fun. And they both taught me how to bump in stages um, from kind of crouching at the, the different rope levels because bumping from your own height, like falling backwards from your own height, is really scary. I certainly found it really scary. Sorry, it's a completely unnatural thing to do, isn't it? Yes, it goes yeah, against it, everything it that you, you know, that that you know in life, I suppose. Yes, yeah, it is. It, it is really unnatural to to fall backwards um, from your own height, and you know, they taught me how to do it on on crash mats to start with, and then. As soon as they, you know, we took the crash mats away, and I did 
my first kind of proper bump on on the ring canvas um I didn't breathe out <laughs> which was not fun I, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> okay so um, we're breathing out sorry breathing out is something you're, you're told to do when you hit the mat then yes yeah it just it stops you kind of getting winded um and it, you know it can kind of completely knock the air out of you if if you don't um yeah if you don't breathe out kind of at the right time and I didn't do that and it did hurt um but the guys were were really patient with me and they encouraged me to kind of keep keep trying with it and and not to give up with it and they offered me different ways of um kind of remembering all all the little tips and tricks and that was the same with kind of rope running um and you know headlocks wrist locks the the first sort of um kind of moves and, and holds that that I learned um, and that's kind of one of the reasons why I stayed and, and why I went back the following week was because the the patience and the willingness to learn to help me improve was absolutely second to none. It, it was brilliant. And it, it, that's still the same now. It's still like that now. And that's 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 fantastic to hear as well, isn't it? That not only are you going along and it's a good a good friendly atmosphere, but i suppose the dedication to actually teaching rather than just you know people meeting up is is so important because that's what people are there to do i guess they're there to learn so that that's brilliant yeah i'm actually funnily enough speaking to logan blackmore over the weekend for for the show so i'll uh I'll, I'll mention a couple of these little little comments of, of these Loganisms to him and see what he says, I think. <laughs> oh, he'll love it. He'll be chuffed a bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and I think, yeah, he will. He'll really love that. Um, and then I think my, because obviously I said earlier that um, nobody knew that, that I was kind of training. Um, and this is this, after my kind of first few sessions, this is when, my parents started to find out because a few weeks later when the the holiday camp shows had ended um I I met Rob and Liam they they'd come back to to the training hall and they were both so welcoming they genuinely genuinely were so welcoming and we had Joel Redman as a guest trainer and Joel's session was absolutely brilliant like I really thanked Joel for his time because I learned so much um in in the session with him and we've been really lucky at the academy because we've had lots of different guest trainers over the time that that I've been there um and I've been with evolution now for uh, kind of near, nearly three years it was three years in August um and we've had Tyson Tebow and we've had James Mason uh Foxy Key and Kelly UK Dominator like we've been so lucky to have all of these incredible people um come and train with us and the next few days after Joel's session I felt like I'd been hit by a bus and <laughs> I'm not trying to put anybody off like everybody reacts differently um to you know like the level of, of physical training um but it was just because I was not used to that level of training um and my parents still didn't know at this point and to kind of give a little bit of context my tr- this was Joel's session was sort of my week four or five I think okay um and my parents found out probably about two weeks later um because my dad found my knee pads that that was it <laughs> my dad oh, found my right. knee pads that I've been taking um in my kit bag or, or the bag I've been using to to kind of take my shoes in and things so I've managed to hide like all of the the, the aches and pains that I had <laughs> from the training um 
and and that's how they found out was because they they found my knee pads and I sort of had to explain to them that you know it was kind of sports entertainment wrestling as opposed to kind of Olympic mat style wrestling mm. um and my dad thought it was absolutely well, both my parents thought it, I was absolutely nuts um <laughs> but my dad <laughs> is actually really into it now so my mum really enjoys coming to watch the shows and, and she comes and watches the academy shows and she knows kind of some of the other guys now as well which is really nice but my dad is really into it he he comes to the evolution shows um and he watches NXT UK with me um and I think for him it's it's kind of in a similar way to to me and my sort of football analogy is that you know he could watch while Boar on NXT UK or, or you know one of the other wrestlers that are on NXT UK and then in in normal times he could come to one of our shows and and see wild boar or, or another wrestler on the show as well and i think he really likes that side of things yeah i can understand i, can, I mean i can't i can't let that go by without without touching on it though so you've gone several weeks of going to these training sessions once mm-hmm. or potentially twice a week i think there's the midweek yeah. ones as well at some stage wasn't there yeah. um and your parents are unaware Yes, you've got completely you've got basically yeah you've ba- you basically come back battered on occasion after a Joel Redmond session. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how how does that conversation go when when your knee pads are found? Is how does I I, I can't quite picture that in my head. How, is it a case of okay, what are these? What are you up to? Or how, how does that conversation go? It, to, to be honest, it was it was kind of it started and ended quite quickly. Like I think cause my dad's quite into skateboarding. So okay. he just assumed straight away that that was something I wanted to get into, um, which I would be horrendous. I would be rubbish at skateboarding. So I kind of had to, yeah, I had to explain that no, it wasn't for skateboarding and that it was in fact for wrestling training. Um, and yeah, as soon as I kind of explained that, you know, all of the, the guys were brilliant and and that I was the only woman and that you know all of the guys have been really kind to me and you know really kind of put um safety first and and made me feel really included that yeah both of them were because they still think I'm completely nuts but they both were really (laughs) really kind of almost proud I think in a way that I was doing something that is you know a little bit different than than what maybe other people would do as their hobbies no, I understand. I understand. That, that, I think that's brilliant. That's that's absolutely fantastic. Um, you mentioned there then that you've you've um, you're then having matches on the academy shows, which mm-hmm. the ones that I'm aware of are sort of a um, sort of earlier in the day to um, when say uh, Wooden Hall, a venue that Evolution Wrestling runs quite often in, in Gloucester. Um, they run a show in the evening. The academy shows, as far as I'm aware, tend to be earlier in the day from the same venue. Um, yeah. You, you say you, you, you're working matches on these shows by this stage, and as far as I'm aware, you're, you're still the only lady with the academy, aren't you? At this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at okay. this point, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my first academy show was Boxing Day, 2018, uh, and that was four months after I'd started training. Um, uh, you know, and there are some people that that have a much quicker transition onto shows, but the four months was a nice time for me to kind of find my feet and and kind of get the confidence to to go and and do a, an academy show. And 
My first academy match was against Joshua Goodwin of the Heritage City Hitman. And I was so nervous (laughs) being backstage before the show. I was, yeah, I was really nervous. Um, But as soon as my music hit, I I kind of, you have that point where you know you have to go out because your music's now playing. Um, And I tried to enjoy it as much as possible. And I had so much fun with it. And I think when I went, out and I did my entrance um Joshua in the ring said to me he said something like in a real kind of healy way he said something like make me a sandwich it was something like that um (laughs) which as you can probably imagine him doing um which kind of made the crowd like really react to that they they really yeah they they didn't like that which was obviously good for a, a crowd reaction kind of standpoint um and I slapped him across the face for saying that to me <laughs> brilliant <laughs> and the crowd the crowd just they loved it like the reaction was brilliant um and so yeah so we did the match and um i yeah i won that match and i think i won it with a fisherman suplex um and i went backstage after the match with joshua and i just i hugged him and i said thank you so much um and i just wanted to go and just do it all over again really i i just loved it i fell in love with it instantly uh, and I've since been in a, a decent number of, of intergender academy matches, uh, kind of singles, uh, tag matches, like rumble, battle royales, um, being the only female. Uh, and by doing that, I've I've realised that I absolutely love being part of intergender matches. I love that the the audience perhaps to get to see something a, a kind of a little bit different, something that they wouldn't normally see. And I know that intergender wrestling is not, a new concept by any means uh, but it's what I've been used to as I'd imagine quite a few other female wrestlers have been used to um, and it's something that I would absolutely love to continue with because I love I do love intergender wrestling um, but we now have another female trainee in the academy so we've got Audrey Charleston um, and you kindly commentated on our uh, recent next gen YouTube match with your podcast partner uh, yeah, um, and that yeah. was Audrey's yeah I really yeah thank you for your commentary on that by the way it was great <laughs> I really enjoyed oh, listening no, to honestly, that honestly when the match is that good it's it's easy so <laughs> thank you. Means a lot thank you and I know that will mean a lot to Audrey as well because that was her debut wrestling match and okay I really enjoyed yeah it was it was great and I really enjoyed it because it was something different to me because I was suddenly in a match with another woman which is something that hadn't happened before um and I was also then, I guess, kind of the more experienced wrestler in the match as well. Um, and it, I must say, as kind of a side, if you haven't watched Audrey's walkout or her, her entrance, you must go and watch it. Like, it is so sassy. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know that this is her first... I mean, I'll be honest with you. I had no idea until literally this second now that mm-hmm. this was her first match. Um, yeah, I, I watched. Match. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched the match a couple of times now. So I, I tried when I was adding commentary to to the Evolution shows. I tried to watch them as live. I guess I didn't want to mm-hmm. watch them, so I was sort yeah. of preempting what I was seeing. Um, mm-hmm. So I watched them then, and then I'd watch them back again afterwards, thinking, "Oh, is there anything I want to change?" And I, eventually, I'd say, "No, I'm not going to change anything because that that sort of." Uh, potentially it makes it, I suppose, a bit more staged as opposed to me mm-hmm. reacting to what I was seeing. 
And then when it came out with the commentary added properly um, on the Evolution Wrestling um, social media pages, I watched it again. And mm-hmm. at no stage in those three three occasions watching that match would I have said, okay, this is her first her first effort. It was absolutely mm-hmm. superb. She came out and she, yes. she obviously she, she came to the ring first. For those who haven't seen it, and it, it's all it is all over the Evolution Wrestling uh, Facebook page and so on. Please seek it out. There's some brilliant matches recorded on there, and this is one of them. She comes to the ring and just oozes confidence looks fantastic um in ring as well i thought the two of you put on a great match it, it was Thank it was you. it was it was brilliant I and mean, just think that this is her first her first match of any type and theoretically mm-hmm. as well i suppose going by what you told me one of the very few occasions you've actually worked with another lady as opposed to being mm-hmm. uh, uh, to use your words the less experienced competitor in the ring with some of yeah. the some of the, the male um trainees mm-hmm. It, honestly, it's totally unnoticeable watching <laughs> from my viewpoint. I mean, it, it's a testament to how talented you two ladies really are. It, it was brilliant. Thank you. That that really does mean a lot. I appreciate that. Um, and I think from from my first academy show and, and kind of moving forward um, with the academy matches and into kind of my first main show, um, I picked up massively improved confidence. And I now kind of have a little kind of saying to myself where I think if I can go out in front of a crowd of people in basically a bikini um wearing you know kind of a sparkly outfit and doing a a walk out to the ring um if I can do that and I can wrestle in front of a crowd I can do anything (laughs) that's kind of my my outlook (laughs) on life at the moment (laughs) fair enough I mean let's 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 talk about that then I mean it is it is something that uh I mentioned before I pressed the little red button here to start recording it is something that I I mentioned to you that I'd like to cover um Mm -hmm. the Aluna Blue character for want of a better term the Mm -hmm. the the look um and yeah again the characteristics of, of of the person you are when you're out in the ring Talk me through that. How did you, how did you decide upon the name? How did you decide upon, even something as simple as entrance music or anything like that? How did you decide upon what you wanted to be after training for for the amount of time you did? Mm-hmm. So, I think to, to start with, when you're kind of developing a, a wrestling kind of character or or a name or a color scheme, anything like that, it, it's it is for me. It was more difficult than I thought because. There are so many kind of, you know, incredible wrestlers out there that all have um, their own character. So to try and find something or choose something that is different to to that is, you know, it is quite difficult. And obviously, lots of people take inspiration from other wrestlers for their their character or, or their name. Um, but that wasn't necessarily the case for me. I was I was thinking for weeks and weeks and weeks <laughs> what my kind of name was what my character was going to be it took me such a long time and I was talking to my mum about it actually and we were we were just having a chat about kind of name ideas and my mum's a teacher she's quite kind of creative and she just came out with it like a complete lit almost out of the blue she came out with it um when we were talking and a Luna Blue just kind of stuck, really. <laughs> um, okay. So it wasn't anything particularly fancy. Um, it, 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 it took a long time to get there because I was so kind of nervous about, fe- you know, people feeling I was co- completely copying somebody else. 
um and I didn't want that so yeah it was my mum that came up with the name <laughs> that's brilliant I mean considering you say that she your mum sorry had no real interest in wrestling prior to you no. starting the fact that she's come out with the name and a, and a name that really does stand out is, is something on a poster Thank you. It, it, you you mm-hmm. would notice you know it it does the purpose i guess um that's mm-hmm. that's to me that's that's fantastic that you, it's come from mm-hmm. your mum when she yeah. had no real inkling about wrestling beforehand <laughs> no <laughs> exactly i know it was uh yeah it was pretty cool <laughs> yeah um okay i mean you mentioned it earlier about the the intergender side of things the intergender wrestling mm-hmm. um the first time i was really well the first time i saw you work properly was on a main show mm-hmm. at evolution mm-hmm. wrestling in Wooden hall um i was aware of you previous because i'd seen um pictures and and so on with different people from evolution that I, I, i'm in contact with from uh, from Facebook and Twitter and matches and, and the evolution social media itself showing pictures from Academy shows. So again, it stands out the, the, the gimmick, the name, the fact that obviously, you know, you're a lady on a show that was at the time, very male dominated that obviously yeah. stood out um, the blue lipstick, everything. So that, <laughs> yeah. that very much, yeah, very much, you know, it, it stands out. Um, however, I've not actually seen you work until, your first match on the main roster, which was against somebody who we had on the show many, many weeks ago now, um, Sean Cage, who came on and, and, and spoke to us about, about his career. And we actually discussed this match um, yeah. when he was on. And the thing that really stood out for me was, obviously there's the intergender side of things, um, mm-hmm. but also there was the size difference. Because as you mentioned yes. previously, you said you were 5'2", I think you said. Is that correct? Or 5'3"? Uh, yeah, 5'2", 5'3". I'm tiny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Sean's a big old chap, isn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He's a lot bigger than I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and the main sort of theme that we had when I, when I was talking to Sean on the show a few weeks back was that my mum came to that show with me and she's not mm-hmm. been to wrestling shows um, before. Obviously, I have my wife there who comes to the shows with me and my, and my daughters. Um, first of all, my youngest daughter, especially the, the more wrestling mad one, was absolutely mm-hmm. obsessed seeing you there, thinking it was fantastic because mm-hmm. there was a girl on the show. She'd seen yeah. oh, Chardonnay good. at one of her very first shows that, she, that, that mm-hmm. my daughter went to, but she's now stepped yeah. away from wrestling, so she hasn't seen her since. She's seen Giselle Shaw a couple of times on, on the Evolution yeah. shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing you resonated with her quite quite a lot stronger, I guess. It resonated more strongly mm-hmm. with her. Um, I, I don't know if it was because, again, please don't take this as me trying to poke fun, but you're probably closer to her mm-hmm. size. <laughs> yeah, you said yourself. I'll take that, so when we saw you face off against Sean, this 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 big big lump, this big monster of a man, mm-hmm. it there were moments where I'm not gonna lie, I sat there looking at my little girl and sort of looking at my mum and thinking, okay, is this is this getting a bit uncomfortable for them now? Because you took some incredible bumps in that match. <laughs> now, I, mean, yeah. I mean, talk talk me through that. I mean, it's your main roster debut, so the crowd is different, obviously. So yeah. I don't know if there was another spell of nerves there. And then talk me through the match itself, the, the whole the whole process of making your first main roster appearance. Okay, um, so. Yeah, that was that was my first main show, and we were at Wooden Hall, 
uh, in Gloucester, which is kind of our our home um, hall. And the crowd was probably sort of 200 plus. It, it was completely sold out. And there were, you know, truly incredible talent on that card. You know, we had Team Outrageous, we had GL2, Bino, um, Giselle, Jay Joshua, Yestin was on the card. Like for me, as, you know, somebody that is, I still class myself as being relatively new to this. So to have all of those amazing people backstage with me was, yeah, was incredible. Um, And it was a, a show where all of the titles were on the line. And the Academy belt was also on the line for that show. Uh, and yeah, Sean Cage was my opponent for the show. And I was I was so nervous backstage because it, it was a much bigger crowd to what I'd been used to uh, at an Academy show. But everybody was really encouraging backstage, which was lovely. And like you said, during the match, I took some, some big bumps. Um, I took kind of a pop-up powerbomb. Uh, I took some some slams. Um, and I don't mind taking those sorts of bumps. That, that's why we train, to, to learn to take those sorts of bumps safely. Um, but the bump that I, I took <laughs> from a massive release German suplex, a slightly infamous uh, yes. in the academy, um, but I'm not proud of that bump by any means. Like it was a very elbowy bump, um, but I didn't realize at the time until I watched it back how far I actually flew across the ring and the height that that we got on that as well. I, I was going to ask land. you about it actually. Yeah, it, it stands like very much in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I expected to land a lot sooner than I did, and that move for me was almost in slow motion. I was thinking, why haven't I landed yet? And that's why the bump did kind of look a little bit awkward. Was I mean, I, I was I was completely fine after it, but it, you know, it is it's why it looked a little bit awkward was because I thought I was going to land a lot sooner than I did. Um, and yeah, the the match went on, and um, like you say, you know, I took some kind of uncomfortable bumps, and and unfortunately, um, yeah, Sean Cage ret- kind of retained the academy belt, um, and and that match did have mixed results. Some people really liked it because. It, it was different, um, you know, intergender mm-hmm. wrestling matches, are, you know, are different for some people. Some people may not have seen them before. And the Academy belt was on the main show, which was really cool. Um, that doesn't necessarily happen that often. So so that was really cool. Um, um, <laughs> my mum enjoyed it because I was in the match. But I think that was probably about it, to be honest. Um, she found, she <laughs> okay. also found it very uncomfortable to watch because I was being like thrown around um, by somebody who is much bigger and, and much more powerful than I am. Um, but I do have absolute massive respect for, for Sean Cage and for any of the other guys in the academy who are you know, more than happy to wrestle either myself or, or Audrey um, because it is different to two guys wrestling together or tagging together. Um, and, you know, we do have to be mindful that evolution is a family-friendly promotion. Um, so I think there is kind of that fine line between, you know, yes, it is it is entertainment, but we've still got to be, you know, safe about it. Um, but yes, that 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 crowd reacted <laughs> to that match, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the big thing that I took away from it, to be honest, and I, I, I mean, I've watched a, a lot of wrestling in my life. I would <laughs> I would watch virtually anything at all. I'm, not, I'm, I'm kind of obsessive in that way. So um, it's no, difficult for me... It's difficult for me to kind of sometimes be as subjective or, or 
as I should be, um, because I've kind of got stuff already in my head. I'm, I'm a fan of X amount of years and so on. So again, I look at my mum and my daughter as sometimes a bit yeah. of a gauge to where um, I suppose newer fans or or less i don't know how to word it less experienced is probably not the right yeah. term but they, they've seen less no, i guess yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so i mean it was at the beginning again some of the bumps you took and, and so on and the size difference and, and the obvious power difference as well mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah okay there were a few moments where it you were sat there thinking oh stroof and it did feel a bit uncomfortable but at the same time to me that was that was it late it went into the excellent storytelling of the match because when you had your your attempted comebacks or your, or the eventual mm-hmm. comeback and yeah. it you i think i think you got a bigger reaction from the crowd watching because of what had gone on before those moments if that makes sense yeah. um mm-hmm. my mum and my daughter for a start were both sat there going oh and wincing when you were getting thrown around but then when you had your your sort of the moments where you fired back or or, or you sort of um you had your sort of comeback moments because they'd had those, because they'd seen those moments and bumps beforehand that made them wince a bit, mm-hmm. they were even more behind you, I think. So, from a storytelling standpoint, I think you both did a fantastic job. Thank you. No, thank you. That means a lot. And we had to be kind of mindful of that size difference and, and power difference. Um, you know, it, it wouldn't have, not that I could do it anyway because I'm, I'm physically not strong enough, but it wouldn't look right if I was, you know, getting these massive moves in on Sean um, because yeah the, the size difference and, and the storytelling it, it wouldn't have worked um, so yeah like I said I've got massive respect for, for Sean for that match and I really enjoyed it and I hope he really enjoyed it too <laughs> yeah no I, I enjoyed it my, my, my family around me enjoyed it so yeah it was great um, I mean you mentioned there about difference and I suppose it comes under a believability to a degree or yes. the whole suspension of disbelief i suppose some people word it as don't they it's a bit yes. of a pet peeve of mine when when i see things that take me out the moment for example again i'll reference AEW because it's the main product i watch there was a match mm-hmm. a few weeks ago where you had the the absolute monster the huge the huge guy brian cage who is he is yeah. massive isn't he let's be honest the guy's, the guy's absolutely built. Huge. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he, I mean, I don't know what they announced him as two eighty, two eight five, or whatever. He's he's a he's a big old fella. And then you've mm-hmm. got Darby Allen, who again I like Darby Allen. He he's, oh, like he's a different Darby. type of wrestler. Yeah, but yeah mm-hmm. I, I enjoy what he does, and he's he's my daughter thinks he's fantastic. She she adores Darby Allen. And there was a moment in the match where he gave Brian Cage a arm drag, and then there's another moment where he gave Brian Cage um, like a flying head scissors or a hurricanrana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm looking at it and I'm thinking there's, it's just, it took me out the moment because mm-hmm. I, I don't see that as being believable purely because yeah. of the size difference. However, again, my, 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 my little girl was cheering Darby Allen on, so it didn't take her out of the moment. So I suppose it is mm-hmm. different, different perspectives for different ages potentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we mentioned AEW there as as we're sort of coming to a, to a close here. What sort of wrestling is it that you watch yourself now? I know I know you say you're you're more of a fan of going to shows as opposed to mm-hmm. viewing on the television. Um, now you're an active wrestler yourself. Do you do mm-hmm. you view wrestling in a different way when you're watching as a fan? Yeah, I, I think I do. Yeah, I think I do now. I think I have a lot more appreciation for it. You know, being 
um, a trainee myself, I do. Yeah, I, I, I definitely have a, a different view on it, watching it kind of from when I very, very first started watching it um, as a fan to kind of watching it as a fan now with some wrestling experience. Um, but I do watch AEW um, and I watch NXT UK every week. And um, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I, I do. Um, it's I said, I haven't really watched much WWE, um, but no, AEW and, and NXT UK, I do really enjoy. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to the weekly WWE television, I'll be honest with you at the moment, you're not really missing much, I'll be fair. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, each of their own, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it exactly. is what it is. Yeah, okay. Um, I suppose uh, finally here now then, um, what are what are your hopes for the future, I guess? If, if we say uh, lockdowns are, are done and dusted and the whole coronavirus issues are nothing but a distant, horrible memory. Where, where do you want to be heading? What is it you want to be doing uh, in your career in ring as a Luna Blue? So I think for me, I would love to be able to build the best version of a Luna Blue that I can. Um, and I know that kind of as an academy, we're, we're really trying to get more trainees um, at, at the Evolution Academy. Um, but I'd also love to... Um, as many main show opportunities as I can in the future, um, as most of the other trainees would would like to do. Um, and I guess for me, because we're trying to get, you know, more trainees at the academy, um, you know, if, if you're not sure about wrestling and it's something that, you know, anybody would like to, to start and, and kind of give it a go, um, or if you're, you know, your motives are slightly different and you want to just get fit or, or build your confidence or, or make new friends, um, then please, you know, interact with Evolution on on all of our social media platforms um, or when lockdown is eventually over and we can come back to training, then, you know, come and book a, a trial training session with us. Um, because I think that's why I like being with the Evolution Academy so much and, and the promotion as a whole. Um, is because you know it is a really inclusive promotion um yes we've got more male trainees you know at the moment um but evolution is open to anyone regardless of your gender identity your sexuality your age your wrestling experience whether you've got any at all or, or none um and kind of how i view it is you know you won't know until you try um and we would absolutely love to to meet any new trainees um as an academy because um yeah we're always keen to to kind of meet new people and, and get new trainees under our roof that's brilliant yeah i mean you say that you don't know until you try mm-hmm. um and, and again i suppose we covered earlier on the potential uh, first day nerves i guess for want of a better term or, or the, the the uh the nerves that you might feel going through the door for the first time Every person I've spoken to from Evolution mm-hmm. Wrestling has said the same thing as you. Um, hopefully, this people hear these these chats I have and people hear the chat I've had with you today, and mm-hmm. it helps to eliminate a little bit of that. Um, I hope so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, okay. I mean, the last thing I normally do is ask for my guests' social medias, but Aluna, you haven't got any right now, have you? <laughs> no i haven't unfortunately <laughs> well i guess the best way um to you know to find out how i'm getting on with the academy um is is to follow 
evolution if, if you don't already um i think we've got kind of an account for for pretty much every platform um yeah. i think for me i don't have any social medias yet um because i haven't had kind of, i've only had the, the one main show um and then obviously you know lockdown hit us um so yeah when hopefully um i'm able to do some more main shows in the future that's when i will yeah i will start up some uh, some social media accounts so watch this space <laughs> No problem. Well, when it uh, when it happens and you start setting up your, your Twitter and your Facebook and, and all this, I mean, I, I, I'm talking like I know what I'm on about. I haven't got a clue. Um, the show's got an Instagram, but my daughter effectively runs it for me because I don't have no really? idea what I'm doing. So, <laughs> but when it is all um, when it is all set up and running, um, tag myself and the show so that I can share your social media details there and I'll reshare the the chat we've had again. Um, at that time as well so people can hear it and hopefully you'll you'll have people sort of start clicking that follow button when uh when those are set up for yourself that would be amazing thank you very much <laughs> no problem okay um you can find me on twitter at sjp words you can find the show at sjp wrestling pod and also whilst i have people here with me um i have a second show that i do with my my partner in crime, Mr. Mags from uh, the Dingy North, um, as we call it. It's called Chain Wrestling, and that's at Chain underscore Wrestling. That's on Facebook and Twitter. That show is very much a lighthearted sort of just, just I suppose, just two grumpy blokes just being daft, I suppose, for an hour. And hopefully the people find it entertaining. You get to vote on twitter polls to decide which match we watch week to week and we link whatever wins to the following week so effectively it's chain wrestling because every show links to the next and in theory it should be a huge chain um so but yes by all means please check out that uh, at chain underscore wrestling and at sjp wrestling pod for the two shows i'm on uh aluna i want to say thank you so so much for taking the time at your evening to come on and talk this crazy world of wrestling with this grumpy old git here thank you so so much no thank you very much um yeah it's been brilliant this has been my first podcast um so yeah thank you i genuinely really appreciate it thank you very much well you've been excellent so again thank you very very much for taking the time to uh talk about your quite unique journey into the world of pro wrestling and i'd love to have you back on again sometime soon thank you very much okay bye-bye bye-bye